Okay, so this morning, this message is called, I am the door. I am the door. Hi, Alex. Love you. <laughs> um, so I said, in the beginning of the year, I purposed to study the meaning of the number and the letter of the year. So in the Hebrew number system, every number correlates with a letter. And so you can really deep dive into the scripture and into the meaning of words and really listen to the Holy Spirit and cling to this word and all of those things and you can um, really see and sense what the Lord is doing. And so please know that I don't take this lightly. I'm very careful to stay anchored to this word, very careful because this is our lifeline, right? It's our lifeline. There's nothing, and I might cry a lot today. I'm sorry ahead of time. But this is, there's nothing that can make us more secure than this word. Nothing. So just hold on to that word. Eat it every day. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Um, so many of you may um, follow prophetic influencers, and I think it's good that you do um, regarding this coming year. The Lord had me turn them off <laughs> until I heard from him, until I read the word, until I did my research and dug a little bit. And so I haven't really heard a lot about what other people are saying. Um, but I have heard that there's an open door in 24, right? Open door in 24. It kind of rhymes. Remember when it was 2020, everybody was like, 2020 vision, you're going to have vision, you're going to have vision. Well, a lot of times that works, sometimes it doesn't. Or I should say sometimes that works, a lot of times it doesn't. But um, this year it works because I will tell you that um, for the, the fourth letter is Dalit, and it actually means door. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but first of all, I want to remind you, a couple years before, we are in the decade of eight, right? Because we're 2024, but we're 5784 in the Hebrew calendar. So we're going to remember that eight is pay. This is a review. Eight is pay, and it means your mouth. It means the mouth. It means the voice. It means the declaration, right? It means his word. And so when we get into 84, we're going to remember that... His word has to be in our mouth. Declaring what he said has to be in our mouth. That's why it's so important to know the word. But there's also things that have to be eliminated from our mouths. Right? Gossip. Slander. Lies. Accusations. Curses. These should not be in our mouths. Because our mouths have the power of death and life. And I have to review with the scripture verse because it's so powerful. In the Good News translation, you have it there, Olivia. Look, listen to this. You will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Wow. Right? That will make you think twice about what we're talking about. And, this, and that should make us hold this word tight, devour it, and only speak his word. In circumstances that are confusing, in things we can't figure out, okay, God, I don't know, but you said this. Okay, this hurts, but you said this, right? We have to know his word because that's what brings life, not only to us, but to those around us. So we're starting there. 
in 84. And then we move into four, which he showed the picture a second ago. That is the picture of the Hebrew number letter, number letter, Dalet. Dalet. I don't know how you say it, but it's Dalet. It's the fourth letter of the Aleph Bet. And alphabet, Aleph Bet, get it? So Dalet is a door or a gate. A door obviously speaks of transition, opportunity, new beginnings, expectations, right? But this is what we all hear on the surface. This is what we think right away when we hear of a door, right? Oh, a new door, an opportunity. God's going to open a door for me, right? That's what you hear on the surface. And that's kind of what I've heard little, little um, sprinkles of in the words that you will have a door open to you in 2024, right? I got an email from a real estate um, transaction. Open door in 24. I'm like, wow. Okay. You know, you will have new opportunities in 24. God wants to take you to a new level in 24, right? God is going to transition you to greatness in 24. But all this gives me is a picture of God rolling out the red carpet for us, this new door opened for us to walk through. And that sounds good. That'll get a crowd yelling. That'll get a crowd cheering you on when you say, God's going to roll out this red carpet for you. But the reality is, (laughs) the reality is that this thought is an inch thick and a mile wide. It's an inch thick and a mile wide. Christianity that our culture is so adapted to. We've got to go deeper. It gets the likes, it gets the views, it gets all the attention, but I want deeper. Don't you want deeper? I believe that we want deeper. We want to understand, but what does the door mean? What does opening the door in our life really look like? As we look at this Hebrew description of Dalit, we discover more. The Dalit is a door, a gate, an entranceway, a barrier that can be opened right? It's where you cross over. It's where you pass through. It's where you leave something, right? Leave something and you enter into something. The Dalit also, if you could put that number back up, it it also looks like, and it stands for, a bent over man. See, it kind of looks like that, a bent over man. It represents the poor man. And last year, if you remember, Gimel, was the walking man, and he was the rich man bringing something to the poor man. And now we're in the year of the poor man. Poor man speaks of humility. Humility. It's that we can't do anything without God. We can't do anything without God. There's self-nullification, dying to ourself, getting rid of our ego, thinking we have something to offer, bearing our cross and going the way of Jesus. Pastor Sue, thank you. Going the way of Jesus. In John 10, 9, and this is the verse that we're going to really look at, but we'll talk about many more if you know me. But John 10, 9 is, I am the door. Jesus said that. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. So we're going to break this down before we go into the three points that I have. But I am. We know what that means. 
He's declaring himself God. That is Yahweh. He's saying, I am. This man standing in front of you, I am he. I am God. So with him, when he said that, he's saying that he's, a, he's timeless. He's eternal. He's self-existent. When he talks about himself being the door, he's saying, I am the way. I'm the entrance. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus declared that. If anyone enters through me. Now, through is the manner in which something is done. We don't get through the door without Jesus. We don't go any other way. There's no other way but with, through Jesus, right? It's by whose will, agency, favor, fault, anything is, is or is done, meaning we enter the way of Jesus, not on a red carpet. He never walked on a red carpet. What did he walk on? He walked on the Via Della Rosa, right? The road to Golgotha carrying a wooden heavy cross. There was no red carpet. And he said, pick up your cross and follow me. And we'll talk more about this later. But he said, and then he will be saved. If you come through Jesus, you'll be saved You'll be healed, you'll be preserved, you'll be rescued. That word is sozo. It's all included, right? It's all included. You're saved and rescued from the penalty and the power of sin and into his provision. You know, his provision might look different than what we think provision looks like, right? In this world, but it's always better. His is always better. And we'll go in and out. It will be a time of learning. It will be a time of discovery, even especially after searching. Like he wants us to search him out. He wants us to search the good things, the important things of Christ, of the kingdom of God. And then finally, and find pasture. Now we know what that means. It's the grass the sheep ate, right? <laughs> but there's even more to that. This is why the word is so amazing. <laughs> pasture. It's food, but it's also he shall not want the needful supplies for the true life. We, he's taking care of all of it. All of our needs he's taken care of. And it also means growth and increase, right? Growth and increase, spiritual maturity, quality over quantity. He wants us to grow up. Right? He wants, he doesn't want a little bunch of little baby Christians. He wants mature believers who can go lay their hands on someone who is sick and watch them recover. He wants disciplined believers that know the word of God and can declare it over their family, right? That's what he wants. He wants growth and increase, and he will take us to those pastures. Like a sheep who goes where the shepherd leads and eats where it is led to. The good shepherd knows where the best pastures are. And we have to follow him. We have to let him lead. So we see this message about the door for 24, that it's more than a catchy phrase. It's more than a rhyme, right? But it's a prophetic clarion call to enter this door, but enter through the narrow way. We enter through the narrow way. It's not the red carpet, but the Via Dolorosa, the way of Jesus. 
And I was talking to my dad, talking to him about this and some other things in my life, and um, he really loved this this um, idea of fitting through a door, you know. And anybody ever try to move a couch upstairs or a king size bed upstairs? Anybody have one of those windy, those turned corner stairs? Anybody have an old house like eight, built in 1890? It's like I could barely fit up the stairs, much less a, much less a couch, right? Oh my gosh. So you could just imagine like trying to fit through this door that God wants to take us through, right? Some things have to fall off. He needs to take the, the, the feet off. Got to unscrew it, take them off. You know, you're going to put it back, take off the cushions, maybe twist it and flip it up and everything because we can't fit through with all the old stuff. We have to get rid of some things first. So we were laughing about that, but it's, it's for real. It's for real. Carnal nature, our pride, our unforgiveness, none of that can go into this year and what God wants for us. We have to lay it down. We have to get rid of it. And we'll talk more about laying down um, our lives. Um, but there are some things that must go with us, and those are the three things that we're going to talk about today. The first one is trust and obey. We have to take trust and we have to take obedience with us. We're going to a place where we have never been before. Never. Each one of us, God is calling us. He's, he's welcoming us into this door and you've never been there. Can't figure it out. You don't even have the correct expectations for what it could be. But God does and he knows and he's just waiting for us to trust him and obey him. We see this story happen in Acts 10 with Peter and Cornelius. You know the story? Where Peter was minding his own business, right? And he goes up to the roof of the top to pray, and the Holy Spirit shows him this blanket of all these different kinds of foods that he was forbidden to eat. You know, these disciples were Jews first. They were forbidden to eat. And Peter saw it, and, and he heard the Holy Spirit say, eat. He was in a trance. So he said, eat, eat. And he said, oh my gosh, I can't do that, right? And so he, he was in this communication with the Lord in this trance, and he realized, and he also heard that there was going to be some people here looking for him to take him down to a man named Cornelius. And at the same time, Cornelius was having a visitation from the Lord that said, go get Peter, right? Cornelius was not a Jew. I didn't preface that. He was not a Jew. So we see this brand new thing happening because in Judaism, they didn't eat with people that were not Jews. They didn't go into their houses. They were considered unclean. It was just something about their sanctification that they didn't think that was okay. But God was doing something new and he was requiring trust and obedience from Peter. And your door, actually, it's God's door because what happened when Peter listened? When Peter obeyed, when he trusted God and he obeyed and he went down Cornelius and his whole household were saved and the Holy Spirit fell on them. The first time that happened to the Gentile nation, the first time it went out from only the Jews to the rest of the world. And that was because of his obedience. What does your door look like? What is your door going to open up? What area of influence does God have ready for you to expand you and pour his spirit on 
This is huge. We have to trust him and we have to obey him to walk into waters that we've never been in before. We have to. It's so important. We can't think, oh, I know what to do. No, we have to trust and obey God. We can't think, oh, I got this. I know I'll do what I always do. You know, we can't depend on our own strength. We can't depend on our own wisdom. We have to trust and obey. We have to slow down. That's so key. If we're waiting on God, wait on him. Wait. You'll know when you hear him. If you think it's you, it's probably you. (laughs) Right? Seriously. It's like, I'm not a big dreamer, but when I have a dream from the Lord, I totally know it's him. Right? Right, Dr. Tanya? We, We know. We know when it's him. We know when it's spiritual. And then that's when you sit and you go, okay, I'm listening. I need to know what you're trying to say to me because I will not take a step forward until I hear. I will wait. I will listen to godly counsel. Listen for godly wisdom, and I will test everything, everything that I'm hearing on this word. This has to be our anchor. Has to be our anchor. John 10, 3. Jesus said to him, and he's talking about Jesus, the doorkeeper come, opens, and the sheep listen to his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Jesus is not leaving you alone to figure it out on your own. He will lead you. Just trust him and obey him. There's some big doors in this year, huge. And they might not look like red carpet doors, right? But they're doors for God to take you somewhere that you've never been. Trust him and obey him. The second thing we have to take is humility and death to self. Humility and death to self, which is our ego. No ego. No ego allowed through these doors. We have to take it and we have to lay it down. And that's a hard one. There's a doctrine in Judaism, which remember Jesus was a Jew. (laughs) And so there's a doctrine that I believe he practiced. It was called self-nullification. And Jesus made it clear for us through the gospel what that looked like when he talked about being poor in spirit. You remember the the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 3? He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. In Isaiah 66, 1 through 2, there's a really good description about what I believe is poor in spirit. It says, heaven is my throne, and the earth is the footstool for my feet. Where then is a house you could build for me? God is saying, what, what are you going to do for me? Right? We come, we're like, okay, God, thank you. I'm going to come through this door, and I'm going to fix things. Right? And he's like, really? What are you building for me? And where is a place that I may rest? Like, are you making something strong enough for for God to rest on? (laughs) Like, we have nothing to offer him. We can't do anything in our own strength. 
The rest of the verse in 2, it says, For my hand made all these things. So all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But I will look to this one. At one who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. That's the position that we have to be in to go through this year, to go through what God wants to do with us this year. Trembling at his word, realizing that, God, you want to use me. And I have nothing to offer you, but you still want to use me. And coming before him, poor in spirit. Remember the poor man? Is it starting to make sense now? Four means the poor man. (laughs) Crouched over, bent over. We are the poor man, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We got to switch our minds in this season of prosperity teaching. You won't hear that. It's good to be poor, right? (laughs) You'll hear it's good to be blessed. You'll hear it's good to be rich, right? You're not going to hear it's good to be poor. Well, I'm going to tell you it's good to be poor in spirit. It's good. It's okay to be poor in spirit. It's actually required to fit through this door. In Matthew 19, 24, some of you are already thinking about this scripture verse. (laughs) And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Now, when you think about poor in spirit, this makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Because you could put that picture up. This is actually a real thing in the old walls of the city they would close the gates for the night and if you came into the city after the gates were closed you had to fit through this this little opening and the camel they had to take all the bags off and they had to try to fit the camel through and he would have to try to put his feet up right because it was hard to get through and some of them probably couldn't make it if they were bigger camels but that's what God is saying we have to strip everything off we have to realize that we can't bring anything to him that we are poor in spirit and we are humble. Along with humility, and that's how we get through the door, we, we have to die to ourselves. In Matthew 16, 24, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, you can't get much clearer of a scripture right? Like he gave you every single step. He said, if anyone wants to follow, you deny yourself, you take up your cross and you follow me. But that scripture isn't clear to us for some reason, right? We just, we just don't look, we don't see it. Like our eyes are blind. We don't see it when it actually applies to our life. We see the opposite in our culture, right? We have, we see the opposite of celebrity pastors and, you know, big name people and flashing money everywhere and airplanes and all this other stuff. And God's like, I thought I said to pick up your cross. And the trickle down effect is affecting all of us. It just is. That's why they're called influencers because it influences us. And then we come thinking we have something to offer too, or that at least that should be our goal. It's, it's not. We're called to die to ourself. In 1 Peter 2, 21 through 25, I'm not going to read it, but write it down and, and really just meditate on it. But Jesus was mocked. 
He was persecuted. He was spit on. He was insulted. He was accused. Yet he didn't even respond. He didn't even say anything to defend himself. When we have the right to defend ourselves, but we are called to lay down our right. We're called to lay down our right. How easy is that? Not at all, (laughs) right? That is not at all easy. We're called to follow his way, pick up our cross, and walk through his door. Even when we don't get just treatment, Jesus didn't either. He said he trusted himself to a God who judges righteously. And he didn't see it, right, until the resurrection. John 10:4, when he puts all his own sheep outside, this is so encouraging. When he puts all his own sheep outside, he goes ahead of them. Now, Adrian was telling me that in the army, or in, I don't know, is it Navy SEALs? The big bad teams. They never send their front man. They never sent their number one. Because they don't want him to die first. They never send their number one. God sent his number one. Look, it says he goes ahead of them. Jesus went ahead of us. And then the sheep follow him because they know his voice. The shepherd goes first, but not on a red carpet, but on the Via Della Rosa, the way of suffering. That's what that means. Following Jesus with death to self, humility, and total dependence on God. This is how we enter the door. See, it's a different, it sounds different now, doesn't it? Like, Open doors for 24. Okay. (laughs) Right? I mean, when you go deeper, you're like, oh, okay. Okay. We're going to do this. The third thing that we take with us is intimacy and authority. The season for the door is specifically for those who have been in a waiting period. When I was studying, I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of, sometimes he does this with me, is he'll like move it into the prophetic. So I just feel this is a word for somebody, that you've been overlooked, you've been underappreciated, and in an obscure place. This door requires intimacy and leads into authority. This intimacy and authority goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. Let me say that again. (laughs) You can't have one without the other. And it's not that you haven't had intimacy before. It's just that this is the season of authority. It's intimacy where you will find this authority. And remember, it's not ours. We didn't do anything to deserve it. We didn't do anything to receive it. (laughs) We didn't do anything to earn it. Jesus gave us the example. And in John 10, 17 through 18, for this reason, the Father loves me. He's speaking about intimacy. He's telling everyone what's what's about to happen. This is the intimacy that me and the Father have because I lay down my life so that I may take it back. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own. 
I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it back. This commandment I received from my Father. There's so much here. But Jesus chose to give up his life because of the love that he had between him and the Father and for us, his sheep. And he has the authority to take it back. And we saw that in the resurrection power. It's like he's showing us what's going to happen in our own lives when we do the same thing. (laughs) There's a, a commentator said that this shows the special love of Jesus. His death was voluntary. His death was voluntary. Our laying down of our lives is voluntary. Remember, we have rights. Jesus gives us rights. We don't have to put up with that, right? But we voluntarily lay it down, and we take the way of Jesus. It says his coming was voluntary, the fruit of love. His death was the fruit of love. He was permitted to choose the time and mode of his death, and he did. He chose the most painful, lingering, ignominious manner of death then known to man and thus showed his love. To think that we can walk in authority and power of God without the intimacy and the love that Jesus modeled, like it's not happening. We are to love him so much that laying down our life is is an easy price to pay. And the first church knew this. You know, how many of us have looked in Acts and gone, what are we missing? We want to be a church like the book of Acts, right? They were willing to lay down their lives. Literally. And that's why they were able to walk in the power and the authority of Jesus. I can't even give up my right to be mad. Seriously. This message was mine, all mine. I'm just sharing it with you. For real. Could this be why we saw so much power and authority given to the apostles in the first church? Now, there's a story of Peter's death in Fox's Book of Martyrs. And if you don't have that book, it was written in like the 1500s, so it's really hard to read. And it's very heavy. Oh, my gosh. It's like thousands of years um, story of murders. Like, it's horrible. It's really rough. But... We, we need to know history, right? <laughs> like, I know, I know. But I mean, it's, it's a good book to read. Anyways, this part in the book is the, the story of Peter's death from the Fox's Book of Martyrs, and I'm going to read it to you. Peter, along, among many other saints, the blessed apostle, Peter was condemned to death and crucified, as some do write, at Rome, albeit some others, and not without cause, do doubt thereof. See, it was written in the 1500s. (laughs) We don't talk like that anymore. But um, Hegispius said that Nero sought matter against Peter to put him to death, which when the people perceived it, when his friends heard about it, they entreated Peter with much ado that he would fly the city. They're saying, Peter, they're going to kill you. You have to run away. And Peter, through their importunity, at length persuaded, prepared himself to avoid, right? Peter was like, okay, I'm going to leave the city. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to try to be rescued, right? 
But coming to the gate, he saw the Lord Christ come to meet him. So he had a face-to-face encounter with Jesus at the gate. And he worshipped him, and he said, Lord, whither dost thou go? Where are you going? Right? And Jesus answered him, I am coming again to be crucified. And by this, Peter, perceiving his suffering to be understood, returned to the city. And Jerome said that he was crucified his head being down and his feet upward, himself so requiring because he was unworthy to be crucified after the same form and manner of the Lord. This is the type of intimacy that goes hand in hand with authority. That we would love him so much that we would enter through him We would enter through him, the door, because Jesus is the door. Amen? Jesus is the way. So this year, year, Adrian and I are going to pray for you and bless you. But I want to ask you, will you choose to go through the door? To trust him, to obey him with humility, dying to self, pursuing the intimacy and the love and receiving his authority. Would you all bow your heads? Adrian, are you going to come? And they're going to play a song after we pray for you. And I'd love it if you could just sit for a minute, you know, and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and talk to you and gotcha. <laughs> that's okay Just sure <laughs> let him speak to you um, so you're going to pray and get the microphone I want you to pray too so let's just close our eyes Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it anchors us, that it guides us, that it makes us secure, that it's life to our very bones. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity to head into this new year with these beautiful people, God, these disciples that love you so much. I pray, God, that you would bless them, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear what you have for them. I pray that you would restrain the enemy from their lives. That nothing, no weapon, no power from hell could come against them. Not in their physical body, in their mental state, or in their emotional state. God, that they would be warriors dressed to kill the enemy and all of his plans. I thank you, God, that you are doing something great in this congregation. Father, we lift you up. We bless you today. We know that it is only because of you. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. We know that it is only because of you that we have what we have on earth. 
authority, our influence. And Father, we just ask that you would continue to grow that as we come closer to you. That everybody in the room, everybody hears our voices, Father, would just recognize that the only way, the only path is through you, Father. You are the door. You are the only way. There is nothing in this world, nothing that compares, nothing that saves us, nothing that brings us life. It is only by you. Father, we lift up our congregation and just bless them this new year as we go into 2024 that we see you as our, our, our goal of our, that's what we're achieving is our intimacy with you. That you bless the fathers and the, and, the, and the husbands in the room that you would just strengthen their resolve. That as the struggles of this year come, Father, that their shoulders grow. score, without frustration, that we bear it, and we thank you for it, we praise you in the midst of it, if you are the glorious, the righteous, and you judge righteously, we declare that in your name, Father, we love you, in your name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Do you want to stand up? We're going to close with this worship song, and if you feel like the Lord is calling you to the altar, to just such a good life for you.